Hey, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Glad to have you with us on this Sunday morning. And looking forward to today's conversation with Dr. Brad DeBeer. He's a chiropractor and a functional neurologist. Good morning, Dr. DeBeer. Good morning. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Well, I think most of us know what a, a chiropractor is, but explain what a functional neurologist is. Yeah, um, I, I get this question a lot. So a functional neurologist is essentially everything that a traditional neurologist would do, except instead of looking at a gross ablation or uh, a pathological cause, mm-hmm. I'm looking at much more of a functional relationship between how your brain's connecting to the rest of your body. Okay. And then I supply treatments based on upregulating those areas of the brain. Can that just be various things? I know one of the things we're talking about today is concussions, and that's probably a perfect example. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what I would do is I'm going to look more at your system as a whole and how that's affecting everything from the brain to the gut to how you perceive your social interactions, not just simply if you have a brain bleed or something much major result from a concussion. Um, And I guess that would be a main difference between what I do and what a traditional neurologist would do. Okay. And how do you go about determining if somebody has a concussion? Because let's talk about, I guess, let's go to basics here. Explain what a concussion is. Yeah. So a concussion is an acquired brain injury caused by the impact of the head directly or the body resulting in what would I would consider brain sloshing. This results in possible axonal damage, some blood flow changes, and initiates a chemical cascade of neurotransmitters and metabolic mediators, which induce what's called neural inflammation. So we used to hear that a concussion was the swelling of the brain. Is that correct or not? Not necessarily a swelling of the brain, but an initial impact that's perpetuated by chemical changes causing inflammation. Okay. Once okay. we get into swelling is probably a little, um, that would be more pathological. So somebody comes into you and what do you do to figure out if they have a concussion? So I go through a full comprehensive evaluation and that's going to chat about, you know, what the hit in question or the accident in question caused, um, the symptoms involved, and then kind of just keep going through what's called a a SCOTE or a sport concussion office assessment tool. Okay. um, And going through a questionnaire-based system to see how they grade based on what the new concussion consensus has came up with. Okay. And what are those new protocols and consensus? Yeah. um, So every six years, the International Conference on Concussions and Sport happens and they come up with new protocols and new sideline tests and tools. So everybody probably knows the SCAT 5, right? This is now the SCAT 6. Okay, I don't know what the SCAT 5 is, so I'll have you explain that. Yeah, so it's a list of questions that sideline docs or athletic trainers are trained to talk or ask these players these questions in the moment to determine if they're okay to go back into the game or do they need further care, right? Um, We found that really, if you even suspect a concussion, you probably shouldn't play the rest of that game. Okay. Um, And then go about it 
a return to play protocol, return to learn protocol, um, which they've all broken down in that consensus statement as well. What are some of the questions that they ask just for somebody like me that doesn't my child's not in sports, so I have not dealt with this as far as with a kid. But what are some of those questions or at least they should be asking? Yeah. um, So so the top three questions would be repeating back a 12 word list. Um, You know, just regurgitate these 12 words back to me. They're simple words like dog, cat, hat, chair, blue, green. Um, and they just have to repeat those back to us. Um, and then being able to say the months in reverse. Also, then being able to walk and talk at the same time. Mm. Right. So um, those are kind of the big three. And any delay or you know, questionability in that time serves a referral out to a specialist. Any delay you're saying? Um, any delay that they didn't already have, right? So counting backwards in months is probably not something that everybody's super used to doing, right? Or right. walking while also counting backwards from 100 by sevens. Also something that people usually don't train or know, right? So mm-hmm. some delay, some thought process is, is appropriate, right? But large you know, moments of time where there's no answer or they're continually thinking or having a hard time generating those answers or generating the wrong answers. Those are all key indicators to A, be removed from the game and B, go see a specialist. Well, for somebody that maybe that has an injury or notices a family member isn't acting quite right, let's say maybe they had a bike accident or something like that. What are some of the symptoms of a concussion that they should be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so some of these persistent symptoms um, are going to be emotional changes, um, changes in aerobic and mental capacity. So not being able to exercise as long or not being able to think as long, um, dizziness, balance changes, even some sleep disturbances. Um, so they kind of range a wide variety, but anything that's off quote unquote, mm-hmm. should be taken not for granted, right? Not like, oh, well, yeah, you had a bump on the head. That's that's something that we need to address. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it becomes a compensatory mechanism and can cause issues down the line. Okay. And are they looking for symptoms to begin right after an accident or how long can that delay be? Um, traditionally, immediately after is when they would begin. Um but that's not to say that they can start a week later, right? Mm, and some okay. of these more th- subtle changes like emotional behaviors, um, that's going to take a little longer, right? Or for somebody to realize that the sleep disturbances they've been having might be from there, right? Or if they stand up too fast, they might get a little dizzy. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things might take a week even just for you to notice, right? The headaches, the migraines, the um, the dizziness and the vision changes, or blurry vision rather, double vision, those are all more immediate and those are really easy to recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I guess, more so in females than males, or hormonal component really is crucial as well. And that can change based on the cycle of the month, right? So um, paying attention to that as the month goes on to see if you have any dysregulations in those areas can be pretty 
pretty impactful as well. So you notice something is going on. Uh, Where do you go? What do you do? Is it an ER visit? Traditionally, um, really depending on what you're feeling, right? So if we have a delayed loss of consciousness or vomiting or worsening headache from the time you got hit, let's say the next five hours, your headache's gotten progressively much worse. Or if you start feeling heavy on one side of the body, drooping of the face, or even a pupil that's suddenly larger than the other, all of that needs to go to the ER. Okay. If you have none of those, then continuing with your symptoms for the next two weeks and then doing what's considered sub-symptom threshold or activities that as soon as you start experiencing those symptoms, that you halt. Going for a walk outside, trying to read a book or do some homework if you're a child, some basic things like cognitive activities and aerobic exercise should be done in those first two weeks. About 80% of people with concussions completely heal in those two weeks. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you next was the recovery time. So for a concussion and a TBI, a traumatic brain injury, are they the same thing? Are they variances of the same thing or completely different? They're more variances of the same thing. So a concussion is considered a mild TBI. Okay. Whereas that's the lowest grade, right? We we recognize that it is a brain injury. However, it's not necessarily classified as a major brain injury or what's considered a diffuse axonal injury where you may have long-term effects like movement, um, speech, vision. They present much more as a mild stroke, that makes sense. All right. So you said there are new protocols. What kind of treatments do you do as a functional neurologist to help somebody who maybe has suffered a concussion? Yeah. Um, so getting them on the correct return to play, return to learn protocols, um, as well as giving them n- nutritional support, um, and then encouraging getting back into the community, hanging out with friends, family, um, that traditional rest in a dark room after a head injury is no longer appropriate, right? We want to get out and walk. So encouraging that is the first step. And then within the clinic, we really do things that help boost or restore the, the energy crisis as, lo- as well as all the other symptoms that you have going on. So that's eye movement therapy or vision therapy to make sure that both of our eyes are moving the same way, vestibular and balance training to make sure that we improve the body awareness and how you move about space. We enhance neurocognitive therapies as well to change that executive function, reaction speed, and decision-making if that's having an issue for you. Um, Some of the other things, you know, chiropractic care was actually on this consensus as a big component of post-concussion care because Mm -hmm. we have these little tiny muscles in our neck that control proprioception. And if they're off or dysfunctional in any way, they can lead to that dizziness, the headaches, the balance problems. Um, neurostimulation is another one that we do where we, we induce some electrical current onto the tongue. And it sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but um, it's called translingual neural stimulation. Okay. And what we do is we have four big nerves. So if we, from the tongue onto the brainstem, and if we supply electrical current to the tongue, we increase that electrical output in the brain as well. 
That is so cool and so crazy. I have not heard that. Yeah, it's really it's something special that we do um, that not too many people do in the concussion space. Um, we also support that metabolic fuel system with IV therapy. Um, we use HBOT as well to help with that same kind of fuel system mm-hmm. to accelerate the cellular healing. Okay. Um, we'll utilize acupuncture to help the parasympathetic tone of the nervous system and help the, the rest and digest. Um, and then any functional medicine as well to help that gut dysfunction and then possible hormonal imbalances. Dr. DeBeers, great information on concussions. I think so important, too, for parents as we're learning more and before school starts and we start seeing kids get back involved in sports. Wear your mouth guards. So in this concussion statement, the only thing, uh, there's three things that prevent concussions, and that's a mouth guard, that's proper neck strength, and then peripheral vision. Mm. Helmets helmets do not prevent concussions. They prevent skull fractures. Fascinating. I did not know that. Yeah. That's even a ski helmet or a bike helmet or anything along those lines. Okay. Which is fantastic. We need to do that. But yes. they also increase risk taking. So keep that in mind. Uh, Dr. Brad DeBeer, chiropractor, functional neurologist with the Axon Integrative Health. For folks that want more information and they want to reach out and get in touch with you, where do they need to go? They can go online to our website at axonintegrativehealth.com. Follow us on Instagram and you can feel free to message us there as well at at Axon Integrative Health. Or you can give us a call at 720-994-AXON. A-X-O-N. Dr. DeBeers, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for this honest conversation about concussions. I think we've all learned a lot. So thank you for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I look forward to chatting more about concussion in the community and helping everybody know a little more so that they're better educated. Thank you again. We so appreciate your time and the information. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. And for more information on this guest or any of the others in the episodes you've heard, we have these shows saved as podcasts, making it easy to listen to anytime. Just go to your radio station's website. I'm Melissa Moore. Have a great Sunday. Go out, be kind, and remember to be kind to everyone.